Thank you for listening to the Alliance Church Podcast. We desire to connect you with God and one another, whether here in Wisconsin or around the world. Let's listen into this week's message. All right, so first of all, if you don't know me, my name's Brandon. I'm the lead pastor out here at Alliance Church Hortonville, and I'm, I'm glad you're here. The question for this morning is, what does it mean to honor your mother and father as an adult? That's an important part of the question there. What does it mean to honor your mother and father as an adult? I'll tell you, the most common issue people come to me with as a pastor, as a friend, as a brother in Christ, as a fellow human being, I mean, people come at me with all sorts of questions and some theological, some relational, some practical, uh, some stuff I have no business answering. Uh, but the most common issue people come to me with, hands down, you know what it is? Is navigating the relational dynamics between a parent and an adult child. Whether it's the parent coming to me and saying, I'm having a challenge, I'm having this or that challenge with my relationship with my adult child, or whether it's the adult child coming to me and saying, I'm having this or that challenge in my relationship with one or both of my parents. Man, this is an area, I think we all feel it. And some people would say, man, my parents are wonderful. And some people would say, my parents are terrible. And they're kind of everything in between. But we all feel this. And so... I want to address it, but I got to let you in on two little secrets here. Secret number one is they don't teach you this stuff in pastor school. (laughs) Secret number two is that I have not mastered this in my own life. I'm sure if my mom were here and you were to say, hey, Brandon and and Tani, you you must have the perfect relationship, you know, because Brandon's a wonderful guy and you're, you're a believer. And we'd both have a great laugh for a while at that notion. (laughs) So I'm not the expert. I haven't mastered this. um, But because this is such a common friction point in our lives, I just want to dive into it. And what I want to offer you is a biblical framework uh, for the relationship between a parent and an adult child. And I believe you'll find it helpful. Now, this is a framework, not a checklist. I'm not going to give you a list to do this, don't do that. Uh, Why? because this is a very nuanced conversation, isn't it? This is a complex conversation. There's myriad variables involved. I mean, the relationship continually changes uh, as the involved parties age, doesn't it? You honor your mother looks very different when you're 19 and she's 44 uh, versus when you're 65 and she's 90. It's diff- it's, honoring is different. It's different when you're single and you, maybe if you don't have kids, it's different. What does it mean to honor your mother or father is different than when you're, say, married. You got a family of your own. Maybe you have kids. It changes. And all, uh, not all relationships are the same, right? I mean, some. what if your parents are jerks? What if they're wonderful? What if they're not believers? What if your parents live in a way that you don't approve of? What does it mean to honor them? All the same questions can be asked of the child, too. What if, what if the adult child is a jerk? <laughs> what if they don't live in a way you approve of? What if they're not believers? What if, what if he won't talk to me anymore? Uh, honor means different things uh, for different people in different phases of life. And, it, and it's not just, uh, you know, 
uh, different things to different people. It also varies based on culture. I tell you, if I talk to my, my dear uh, Hmong brother about uh, growing up, uh, his experience was significantly different than my experience. It varies based on culture. Honor in Japan is very different than honor in Paraguay. It's just, it's just different. And, and not just from one country to another or one ethnic group to another, but it also varies between generations, doesn't it? Uh, showing honor for Gen Z is much different than it was for Gen X. And uh, let's all, let's not forget the fact that we've all been through different stuff too. We've all been hurt in different ways and we bring that into the mix. Uh, we all show and receive love in different ways. We bring that into the mix. It's just very complicated. It's a very nuanced topic. So I just don't want to reduce it to a, uh, you know, simp- a, a few simple action steps that may or may not be a fit for you. Rather, what I want to do is give you a, a set of theological spectacles, some, just some Bible, some Bible glasses you can just carry around with you and put on, you know, so you can, anytime you're processing your relationship with uh, your parents or your relationship with your adult child, um, uh, you, can, you can put these glasses on and view the relationship through uh, these two lenses. Now, I normally preach one passage, right? I take one passage and I preach through it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to deviate from that today because what, I want to give you a, spare, a pair of spectacles, not a monocle. I want to give you two lenses to view this uh, dynamic uh, through. And so I'm going to read Genesis chapter 2, verse 24, and I'm going to read Exodus chapter 20, verse 12. And... I'm going to, as I read through them, uh, and afterward I'm going to pray and look at them a little more closely, and I just sincerely hope that by the time we're done here, you will be helped to succeed in joyfully doing this relationship God's way, that this will help you look at the relationship, and maybe that'll move the needle on the quality of the relationship. All right, so... Genesis 2:24 Therefore a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife and they shall become one flesh. Exodus 20:12 Honor your father and your mother that your days may be long in the land that the Lord God Lord your God is giving you. The grass withers and the flower fades but the word of our Lord endures forever. Let's pray about this, and then let's dive in. Lord, uh, we all have parents, and we're all sinners, and they're all sinners. We feel a lot of friction in this area. Um, Sometimes we're frustrated in this area to the point we just want to give up. It feels like there's no hope. Um, Needless to say, We rely on you right now. We need you. I pray, God, that you would help us to view the dynamic of this relationship through the lenses of your word and that, Jesus, you would help us. You would help us to show honor and you would help us to love well. You call us to love God with all our heart and you call us to love our neighbor as ourselves and our parents are our first neighbors. And so I pray, God, that you would you would help us in this in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so 
what these two verses do, I want you to process something, is depict adult children moving in two opposing directions regarding their parents. In one verse, the adult children are moving away from the parents. And in the other verse, the adult children children are moving toward the parents. And what those do is create a helpful tension uh, that is necessary to hold if we want to succeed in doing the parent-child relationship God's way. So I want to look at these two lenses. We got two lenses here. We, and I'll call them the creation lens and the commandment lens. Now let's look at the first one, the creation lens. The, the, the lens of God's created design, when we look through it, we see that the child moves away from the, the parent. And the key word there is separation. This is God's design. Now let's, let's look at it here. The context of this verse, Genesis 22, uh, Genesis 2, 24, is that God has just created man and woman. And the writer of Genesis makes this comment based on how God created the universe and created the man and woman to function in the universe. And he says, so therefore, because God created them this way, a man shall leave his father and his mother, hold fast to his wife, and the two become one flesh. So according to that verse, what is the trajectory of a child's life supposed to be? It's away from his parents, isn't it? Separation. The man shall leave. That's separation. You see, theologically, a marriage is not the joining of two families. You got to process this. You got to have a healthy theology of marriage here. Theologically, a marriage is not the joining of two families, but the creation of a new family through the joining of two people. They say their vows before God and, and their witnesses. They kiss, they consummate the marriage, and they enter into a new covenant. And immediately, the, the immediate family becomes the extended family, and the man and the woman enter this covenant, and they become immediate family. So... The trajectory, then, God says, because of that reason, a man shall leave his father and mother. What does that mean? Is that you're not raising kids. You're raising adults. So if you have a son, you're not raising a boy. You're raising a man. And if God wills, one day a husband and a father. If you have a daughter, you're not raising a girl. You're raising a woman. And if God wills, one day a wife and a mother. And it's important to note that this was the design before the fall, before uh, sinful humanity broke the world, if you want to put it that way. In Genesis 2.24, sin has yet to enter the world. Everything was still good. In fact, at, at this stage in the creation drama, God states that it was very good. So God's design, his good design untainted by sin is that the trajectory of the life of a child is a trajectory of separation. We're supposed to move away from our parents. That's the first lens. That's the creation lens. Now let's look at the commandment lens. Now through the lens of God's command, 
we see that the child moves toward the parent in honor. And honor's the key word. And so let's look at this verse. Now, the context of Exodus 20 and 12 and so on is that God has just brought his people out of slavery under, in, in Egypt. And he's, what he's going to do is he's going to lead them into a new land, the promised land. He's going to give them this land, and they're going to form a new nation. They're going to form a new society. And God's saying, in this new society, here's how things are going to work. You're going to do things my way, and what's going to happen is that you're going to glorify me. Because the other nations around you will see you doing things my way, and that'll teach them about me. So they're forming this new society, and here's one of the things. He says, here's one of the non-negotiables. Here's the top ten here. Honor your father and your mother, that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. Now here's a question. Who's he talking to? He's talking to little kids? Is it like the little preschool class of Israelites? No. He's speaking primarily to adults, specifically adult men. See, God knows that a society that dishonors their parents will also dishonor him. You process that? A society that dishonors parents will also dishonor him. That's how it'll work. And God also knows that a society that dishonors parents digs their own grave. Why is that? Well, statistics show that 100% of people who live long enough eventually get old. And so a generation that creates a society wherein their elderly are cast aside will eventually be cast aside themselves. So he says, I want you to honor your mother and father. And again, Jesus sums this all up by saying, love God with everything you got, and then love your neighbor as yourself. And your parents were the first neighbor you ever had. And in general, it is very likely that you will be the last neighbor they ever have. So God wants people to honor their parents. And so if we're going to do this, the very first question we should ask is, what on earth does it mean to honor what is meant by that word? Uh, the, the word in the Hebrew there means to treat as if they carry weight. They're heavy. Now, don't, 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 don't say, hey, mom, you're heavy. I'm going to treat you like it. All right, that's not going to go well. <laughs> the weight means, uh, the, the, that weightiness means importance. The opposite would mean to, to treat them as if they're unimportant. So it's a posture of our heart that acknowledges their special position in society and in our lives. And that posture of our heart affects our attitudes, our words, and our actions. And at certain times, our finances. Um, it's essentially making the decision to be respectful to them and care for them. So we can, we can all... Hear this, we can all honor our parents. But don't write me off yet if you got like the worst dad on the planet. Right? Don't write me off there, we'll get there. But we can all honor them. But here's the deal, the way we show that honor will be different. So how do we navigate that? Well, I believe we gotta view the parent-child relationship through these two lenses, the creation lens and the commandment lens. 
separation, honor. These two concepts hold each other into ten- intention. Or you could say they bring each other in focus. If you had one eye that's nearsighted and one eye that's farsighted, set of corrective glasses is going to bring them both into focus. And that's what these two concepts do. And I, and I want you to think about this. It's important to note that if God commanded children to honor parents in a universe in which his design is for parent, uh, children to separate from their parents, you're following me? Sorry, that was a long sentence. If God did it this way, he designed children to move away from parents. And then in that universe, he commanded them to honor parents. It means it is possible to honor parents in the context of separation. You can have both separation and honor. And I would argue you got to have both. It doesn't work if you don't have both. And if you, if you honor, if it were honor only, parents could just keep adult children under their control as if they were still little kids. But if it were separation only, adult children could say sayonara and have no obligation to their parents whatsoever. But it's both. So how do we, how do we, how do, we do this? How do we put these glasses on and well, how, how does the relationship look? And you had a lot of questions here. What does this mean for us? I think it means that both parents and children, especially adult children, must continue to adjust their understanding of honor according to the phase of life of both parties involved, right? Because this is how, how it's going. As, as, as children grow and age and so on, and they leave father and mother, and, that, and it's a trajectory of separation. What they're doing, they're moving from dependence to independence. They're moving from authority to, uh, under authority to autonomy. They're, they're, they're moving toward separation. Um, and so honor for an adult child no longer means obedience, does it? Tell you, for my nine-year-old son, what does honor look like? It's pretty much like if I say, hey, go clean your room, he says, okay, pops, and he goes and cleans his room. It's just obedience with a little respect. <laughs> but that's not the case for an adult. Honor doesn't mean submission. He leaves his father and mother. They're, they're, the, the father is no longer the covenant head of his family, the, the man is now the covenant head of their new family. So it doesn't mean submission. It doesn't mean agreeing with them in everything. Honor doesn't mean living exactly the way they want you to live. That would be obedience. Honor also doesn't mean rewriting the past. I think a lot of people um, kind of confuse those. Like I don't want to say anything bad. I don't want to imply that any fault, any sin. Like, honor doesn't mean rewriting the past. It doesn't honor anyone to lie about them. You know that, right? Like, lying about a person never honors that person. I'm not just talking about lies that defame the person, but also lies that would give a falsely positive view or inflate them or exaggerate positive qualities in a way that just simply isn't true. Like, we can honor and deal honestly with the facts. Honor requires honesty. And uh, honor doesn't mean ignoring sin in their life. For an adult child, 
honor, honor, honor your mother, honor your father, doesn't mean ignoring sin in their life or acting like they're someone they're not. Honor doesn't even mean liking them. You know, you can honor someone and not actually like them, right? You can show honor. You can show respect. You can be respectable. Someone you don't, it helps if you like them. I tell you, it goes a long way. It makes the whole honor game a lot easier. Um, so it might be helpful to focus on what you find likable, what you find admirable, what you find honorworthy rather than fault finding. That'd be helpful. Also, pay attention to anything you don't like about your parents. It could, it could possibly, not every time, but it could point to something um, that you haven't forgiven them for. It could point to something that you're being overjudgmental for. Um, maybe it could point to a plank in your eye that you need to remove. Yeah, my dad, he's got that speck in his eye. What a jerk. Honor just means you choose to show respect. And honestly, you can do that even if you don't feel it for a while. But eventually, eventually you've got to do the deep work to get to the point where you can feel it too. So adult children, I believe honor will include forgiving, which is hard work, it's a process, letting go of bitterness, accepting them as they are rather than resenting them for what they're not. Um, honor will involve ceasing to criticize all their faults. Honor will involve practicing gratitude for the good. Honor will uh, involve compassion that understands what they've been through. Honoring your parents, adult children, honoring, uh, honor, if we're going to do this, one of the pieces is going to be we got to stop looking to them for what you can only get from God. Yes, we, we can't continue to look to our, our, our aging parents to get what we should really be getting from, from God alone. Pastor Brian spoke on this topic in August, a phenomenal, phenomenal message. He's just so sharp. He said, uh, he said not forgiving your parents is like never moving out of their basement. He's like, he said, because they, they still kind of control you, don't they? He said the same thing, it's the same thing for constantly seeking your, their approval in every area of life. He said you can be in your 70s and your parents long since dead and you're still living in their basement. Uh, but part of growing up, listen to what, this is what Pastor Brian says, part of growing up is learning to get your kudos from God alone. Pretty sharp, pretty pointed, honestly. Um, Honoring your parents, adult children, honoring our parents will mean praying for them. Uh, asking God to help you love them. Choosing to show respect. And, and to do so in a way that they understand respect. Um, and it could include, if the time comes, and if their phase of life demands it, honor may include supporting them and I'll say in ways that are healthy and appropriate. That could be financial, that could be emotional. You know, they, they didn't have social security, security and pensions and 401ks and da-da-da, savings account and stuff like that back in the day. The, the, uh, the parents would pass down the inheritance before they died. And then as the oldest son, along with the rest of the sons, is their job 
to take care of the parents when they couldn't work anymore. That was the system back in the day. And Jesus severely criticized the Pharisees of his day. I mean, he flayed them for making a mockery of the fifth commandment and trying to do it under the guise of being godly. Jesus let them have it. Uh, Conversely, he, while hanging on the cross, um, you talk about the active obedience of Christ, where he's proactively fulfilling every part of the law in ways we can't, we see Jesus honoring his mother, hanging from the cross, and he's making sure his mom is taken care of. He cares for her. He's mindful of her well-being. He cared for her both practically and emotionally. And so um, funding the nursing home without visiting the nursing home kind of misses the point. Uh, Adult children. Now let's talk about parents of adult children. Uh, These two lenses mean you got to adjust your understanding of how the relationship is supposed to work. Looking at the relationship through these two lenses means you have to adjust your expectations. The separation piece is the part that the, 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 the kids want and the parents don't want. The honor piece is what the parents want and the kids don't want to give. But too many parents, man, they frustrate their adult kids and then they get mad at them because they don't honor them. You're supposed to honor me. <laughs> Good luck with that. Yeah, honor demanded is never sincere. You can't make someone honor you. Here's here's what you can do, though. You can make it a whole lot more difficult. Or you can make it a whole lot more easy. Some common things. I want you to think really quickly. Some common things parents do to frustrate their adult children. Um, I'm not reading any of your guys' emails or anything, all right? (laughs) This is just a just a general knowledge of human beings dropping in unannounced invading their space expecting constant contact expecting frequent visits unsolicited input about their spouse unsolicited advice about how they're raising their children buying things for their home without asking unwelcome comments about their body or their diet or their lifestyle Interfering with their personal life. If you want to really spice things up, you know, sprinkle in a little control, a couple guilt trips, you know, passive aggressive comments, use those, right? Like every single one of these things, everyone's giggling, man, because you know it. You know, you parent, you got it from your parents and you're passing it on like a little, like a terrible little uh, inheritance gift or anything. Every single one of these, you get what this is. It's a violation of their desire for separation. That separation is hardwired into the universe. The ironic part is that the parents who do this were all once upon a time frustrated with their parents for doing the same stuff. See, the separation has got to happen. It's universal and it transcends culture. So, they're, you know, parents, your adult kids, they're not gonna, probably not going to eat at your house three times a week. 
They're probably not going to call twice a day. And they're definitely not going to live exactly how you want them to live. Why? Because they're not in fifth grade anymore. I tell you, the fastest way to frustrate your adult children is to disregard the desire for separation that God has hardwired into the universe. Honoring the separation, it won't guarantee they show honor to you, but it's your end of the deal. And it won't hurt the relationship for sure, but disregarding it certainly will. You know where this pair of glasses is super helpful? Teenagers. Because they're somewhere in between, aren't they? I guess young adults too. It's a challenging time for most parents, right? Because they're somewhere in between. Sometimes I, I just, I, I, I pray so much grace for Max because he's getting the trial run. Our oldest son is the guinea pig. <laughs> We're terrible parents. We haven't done it yet. By the time we get to our fourth kid, man, we should be pros. That kid should be president or something. Like we got this. Or just a really healthy, uh, you, know, um, you know, Walmart clerk or something. I don't know. But he should be just really happy and content in life because his parents were so amazing and experienced. But this is a challenging time for most parents because the teens are somewhere in between. If your teen wants more autonomy, listen, that's a good thing. That's how God designed it. But you got to coach them through that. Two ways you can make a mistake is by, by being passive and uninvolved. And the other way is to be a tyrant. We've got to coach them through that. And it's scary sailing through uncharted water. But I think if you invest in the relationship, looking at it through these two lenses of honor and separation, you'll, you'll be able to nav- navigate it. God, we are so over. This is way too long. Sorry. Listen, a quick, a quick word. And uh, very sincerely, I want to mention, I want to address anyone um, who has had truly abusive parents. Um, there are indeed parents, this exists, whose behavior is, has been so despicable that they forfeit the right to be shown honor. That's it's extreme. Don't jump there quickly. You know this. Uh, our our current. If you learn how to do parent, uh, you know, uh, be a parent-child relationship from TikTok, they'll be like, as soon as your dad's breath stinks just a little bit and it annoys you and offends you, cut him out of your life forever. That's extreme. Don't don't be quick to jump there. But know that in this case, the command to honor does not mean you have to give them access to your life. You can honor the office of parents, of parent, even if you don't believe in the person who is in that office. In other words, you can honor the position. You can do it two ways. One, by not letting the bitterness and resentment control you. Forgive. Seek healing. And the second way is by doing a better job in life. You know, one of the best ways we honor our mother and father because viewing it through the separation lens is if we go and we take the good and we approve upon it. And, and whether it's in our own family and our own marriage with our own kids or whether it's out in society or whatever, the most honoring thing we do, it, it does not honor anyone to repeat generational sin patterns. It doesn't honor our parents to pass their sin on to our kids. But 
to break those sin patterns is the most honoring thing we can do, whether they understand it or not. Uh, in any category, even if your parents are wonderful, one of the ways to honor them is through legacy, taking the good they pass to you and then, and then building on it and doing even better. And maybe the next generation will do the same. Praise God. But here's the key here. Here's the key to this. The key to navigating the parent-adult-child relationship, viewing it through these lenses. Are you ready for it? Here's the key. Communicate with compassion and clarity. You gotta communicate. Like, young adults, you're, you're moving towards separation and you're frustrated that your parents still do things that make you feel like a child. Listen, they can't read our minds. We gotta communicate. Parents who feel dishonored by a certain dynamic of your relationship with uh, your adult child, they can't read your mind. Passive-aggressive comments don't help. You got to communicate with clarity, with compassion, love, confidence, both, right? So both sides need to learn to lovingly but confidently say, when you fill in the blank, I feel fill in the blank, right? It's not, I know it's not what you're trying to do, but that's how it feels. When you do this, I feel dishonored. Can we talk about it? Both sides need to learn how to say that. And so my challenge to you is this, church. Would you evaluate your parent-child, parent-adult-child relationship through the lenses of honor and separation, through the created design and the command? Lord, I ask that you would help us do this. Um, in a world full of broken relationships, between parents and adult children, I believe that you want to tell a different story. You want us to show the world a better way. And we can't do this on our own. We need your help, Lord. So would you, would you help us all to honor our mother and father? And would you help us as well to be honor worthy in the way we live? In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you, church. We'll see you next week. Have a, have, have a good one.